Uh, good morning. Grateful for uh, your participation and attendance uh, here. Uh, do your job comes from the great theologian Bill Belichick, who is now famous as a, uh, a football coach uh, for the New England Patriots, uh, has won the Super Bowls. He is famous anytime you see him on screen or they mic him up. It's always do your job. When 11 players do their job, then the team will be successful. When a team gets in trouble is when one a player doesn't do their job, or two, when a player tries to do somebody else's job. Now, we've talked about the role of men as stewards, and in the biblical story, we are introduced to the life story of God and creation as stewards of what God has created. And this has some radical implications for us as men and how we live. So we talked about how we are stewards. We don't own anything. Things have been entrusted to us so that we may maximize them for the glory and the sake of the master. It is the master who determines success. It is the master who allots you what you have uh, control over. We talked about the stewardship of self and how one of the most important things we can do is take care of ourselves because if we do not take care of ourselves, we're unable to fulfill the mission to which God has assigned us. Now today we're gonna talk about the verse that you'll find in verse 15 of chapter 2 of Genesis. And it says this, And the Lord God placed man, Adam, in the garden to tend it and to watch over it. Now, as I tell the young people at Kairos when I, when I talk about this passage, I remind them that God gave Adam a job before he gave him a wife. He doesn't get Eve till a couple of verses later. But right now, he has a job. So I'll remind the young ladies when the young man whispers those three little words, you whisper three back, get a job. Uh, and, and there's a kind of important process in here of, of creation about how we are to understand ourselves that, that uh, Adam was established in his career. Then he, then he was established in marriage. Okay, now a lot of us, uh, a lot of the young men now are looking for a relationship that will give their life meaning. And that sets everybody up for failure. But we'll talk about the stewardship of marriage next week. Right now, we're gonna talk about the stewardship of the garden. Does it surprise you that God did not give Adam the whole world? A lot of times when you hear the creation story, the assumption is that God gave Adam the whole world. He didn't. He never did. We are not responsible for everything. You have limits to your responsibility. The garden is so big by so big. One of the first things you need to do, and one of the most important things you can do, is to establish the boundaries of your garden. Uh, Henry Cloud has a groundbreaking book. It is now several years old, so much, know that, so much now that he's made a franchise out of it. Uh, and if you have not read the book Boundaries by Henry Cloud, you need to stop on, on the bookstore on the way home or order it at, at Amazon as soon as you can. Of course, now he has boundaries for leaders, boundaries for marriage, boundaries for parents. Bound, you know, so now it's a, a franchise thing. But the original book, Boundaries, is very insightful uh, about this issue. You are only responsible for so much. 
The first thing you need to do is to establish those things that God has given you stewardship over and let everything else go. You are a stewardship of your relationship with Christ. You are a steward of, uh, of yourself. You are a steward of your marriage. You are a steward of your family, if you have children. You're a steward of those children. You are a steward of your career. Okay? You are a steward of your church. However you find that expression, you are a steward of your church. Other than that, folks... We're not in charge of a whole, else, a whole lot else. Now, every time you turn on the news, we are responsible for everything, especially white men. We're responsible for everything. If you stopped on the way in and got a sausage burger, a uh, sausage biscuit, and, uh, and you have a plastic straw, then you're responsible for climate change uh, and all that's gone, gone wrong with, with, with the climate. You're not. Okay? Now... What happens to a lot of us is as we journey through life, people throw stuff in our garden that's not ours, okay? And it can be anything from a bad relationship and somebody attaches to you. It can be uh, people wanting you to volunteer for things. Uh, how many of you have volunteered for stuff because it was the quick, quickest way to get away from the guy who was leaning on you? All right, okay, all right, I'll do it, I'll do it. And then it ends up sucking your time and accomplishing nothing. Okay? Uh, several years ago, we did a study here at the church, and we found out we were the most anti-family organization in town. We wanted parents up here on Sunday night. We wanted students up here on Wednesday night. We wanted children up here on Tuesday night. So we started asking ourselves, we're telling parents we want you to stay home and d disciple your children, and we want you at church all the time. So we cut a lot. One of the most important things you will do this next week is that you will let go of some stuff that doesn't matter. Okay, you have obligated yourself to things you don't enjoy, you're not gifted at because you felt guilty because you weren't in this or you weren't in that. And one of the most important things you can do is learn the power of the word no. What is in your garden? Now be careful of stuff that people throw in your garden. It's not yours. Um... I get blamed for all kind of things because I'm a minister that gets in people's lives at the wrong moment. And then they'll blame me. And one of the skills you have to learn as a pastor is going, I don't think that's mine to carry. And then don't pick it up. If somebody throws something in your garden that is not yours, you have the right, indeed the responsibility of a steward, to pick it up and throw it out. There are some things that grow near your garden and hang over. Looks like it's in your garden, but it's not. Okay? One of the most important things you can do is learn to take responsibility for those things that are yours to be responsible for and let go of the things you're not responsible for. Okay? So here are your questions. 
what is in your garden. What is not in your garden? Number two would be extraordinarily liberating for some of you. Here's your homework. What in your garden needs tending? Now, I'm a city boy. But my mom always had a garden. My dad always loved to have a garden. Um, gardens are a lot of work. You have to do a lot of work in the dirt before you plant. You have to be sure you're planting the right things. In South Carolina, azaleas are everywhere. Everybody has azaleas. I love azaleas. So when I moved to Tennessee, I planted azaleas because I love them. You know what? Azaleas don't love Tennessee. And I know some of you are like professional garden, gardeners and you have those books that shows the weather bands and the temperature bands and what grows in, in color orange and what grows in color blue and what grows in this stuff because you have to be careful what you select to plant. You have to be sure what you plant will grow in the soil and temperature. Be careful the seeds you plant. Make sure they are appropriate. Make sure that they are what you want to harvest when they grow up. Because as Galatians remind us, whatever you plant does come up. What needs protecting? One of the, uh, the series in True North, we're going to be talking about social media for the next two weeks. And one of the things that we're discovering is that social media is not neutral. It's not just the, the app that's not neutral. It's the device itself is not neutral. It is designed to create addiction. So as parents, we need to protect our students, our children from this gadget that's designed to create addiction. That's your role as dad, is to protect your children. Now, does that mean they will like you? No. They're not supposed to. I punished Craig one time, disciplined Craig, and Craig got mad at me and said, you're not my friend anymore. I said, well, hand me my daytimer. He said, why? I said, well, I'm taking you off my Christmas list. <laughs> I don't buy Christmas presents for people who aren't my friends. So he was able to adjust that pretty quick. So, uh, but no, too many parents want to be liked by their children. That's, that's not the role. Okay, so what needs protected? What needs tending? And what needs protecting? Let me have prayer and we'll get you to your teams. Lord Jesus, you have promised if we stopped and sought you that you would stop and teach us just like you taught Peter and just like you taught James and just like you taught John. Wow, we do not take that privilege for granted, but we welcome it and open our lives, our hearts, and our minds to your teaching. So be among us. Give us your truth and the courage to live your truth because it is the only thing that keeps us living at all. And we pray this in your name. Amen. Thank you.